Hey everyone, and welcome to PR Hangover, a weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And we can start. Now you can start by telling us who you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Beth Dornan. I'm an adjunct professor at Grand Valley for the first time this semester. I'm teaching CAP 220 Fundamentals of Public Relations. And how did you get into teaching? Because you work at Amway. I do. I do. And I've worked at Amway a very long time. And I've done quite a few guest lecture opportunities in different people's classes. And every time at the end of class, the the professor would say, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? Mm -hmm. And my response would be, no, I've never (laughs) thought of this. Um, But after a while, I was talking with a couple of my former interns last summer, and they're both Grand Valley students. Mm -hmm. I've had the best interns from (laughs) Grand Valley speak very highly of the students. And we were talking about it, and they said, you should really do this. You would be really good at it. You've got great experience. And they thought I would really have a lot of fun doing it. And they literally would not let me go (laughs) without agreeing to follow up with Dr. Penning, who I've known for years. Mm -hmm. At the time, I decided, well, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to send him an email, and I'm just going to start exploring, see what the process is, see what I would have to do. And I thought that this would be, you know, like a year, (laughs) two-year sort of process. Well, the day that I was going to reach out to Dr. Penning was the day he published a blog post about all the awful reasons some PR people think that they would make a great adjunct professor. <laughs> so I thought, hmm, probably not the best day to reach out to Dr. Penning. No. So I, I looked at his blog post, and I could honestly say that I didn't fall into any of those categories. So I waited a couple of months, and then I reached out to Dr. Penning, and we sat down, and he talked to me about the different opportunities. And I continually look for different ways to grow, whether it's taking on a new challenge, and I viewed this as a big new challenge, and that's why I was interested in doing it. Uh, However, when I finally sat down with Dr. Penning, I didn't expect in October that he would say, oh, you know, can you start in January? Right. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. So you're someone I I noticed from when the second I met you and also just now that you do a lot of research. You like to kind of know your audience and know who you're going to be speaking with. I was shocked by how much you knew about me. (laughs) You know, it probably comes a lot from my email. Um, but because we've been chatting for a while, but is that something that you kind of like, do you think that you're kind of a research junkie at all? Or do you think that's something that kind of you, you tend to do? I tend to think of myself as more, um, relentlessly curious, Mm -hmm. um, about people, about things, um, about organizations. So I'm constantly kind of searching and looking for information. The more I know, I figure the better I am. So that's, that I don't know that I would really call myself a research junkie, but I do like to have a lot of information mm-hmm. at my disposal, especially if I'm making a decision about something. Right. That's I sorry, that's just something that came to my brain. Um and I was thinking about that. Um so when you going back to what do you do at at Amway specifically? So right now I recently moved into a different position. One of the great things about working for a big 
global company like Amway is you can do a lot of different things and you can have a very rich and varied career working for the same place. Mm -hmm. So I've worked in different corporate, international, um, North American PR roles. I've done pretty much any type of public relations that you can do. About seven years ago, I started making more intentional choices about what I was doing in my day-to-day job based on what I wanted to learn and how I wanted to grow as a professional. So about seven years ago, I left a fairly responsible position to go into a social media position, um, basically launching our global Facebook pages, revamping our global blog, it was an opportunity for me to learn and grow in a way that the position I was leading wouldn't allow me. Mm-hmm. And a couple of months ago, I did the same thing. I recently moved into a position with Amway North America where I'm going to be developing the content strategy okay, and yeah. related communication strategy specifically for our North American business. And do you think that that switch kind of helped you? Cause, I mean, you're teaching students a lot. I mean, 220 is a lot of social media PR, how to figure out strategies, how to do mm-hmm. the basics of those things. So do you think that now this new position is help, helping you out with this with this class? Definitely, definitely. Where social media was five to seven years ago, it was the wave of the future. Content has turned into the wave of the future because everything is content. Mm-hmm. And companies that understand or organizations that start to understand how to create content that focuses on the audience not on themselves, are the companies and the brands that are going to win in the future. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very, I'm thinking like, I need to like quote that somewhere and put that <laughs> in something. That's that's really good insight. Well, it's a good thing you're recording this. It is a good thing, and that's why I do podcasts, because otherwise I, don't, I would never remember it. My brain does not work that way. So how are you liking teaching in Grand Valley? I mean, you, you knew students, but you know that maybe those are some of the select students, or you know you know enough people here, but how do you, how are you liking it? I like it a lot. I'm consistently and constantly challenged by it. I hadn't really thought about the specific challenge of teaching a class one night a week. Mm-hmm. That's two and a half, uh, two hours and 50 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And thinking through the structure and the pacing of all of that, as well as my own energy and the students' energy as well. And it took me a couple of classes to sort of find that pace and that rhythm and realize that at some point you need to stop talking and you need to start doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to break into small groups and we need to tackle something and we need to talk about something. Initially, I was thinking and I was really caught up in trying to deliver all of that content that I needed every single week and every single interaction. Mm -hmm. And then I started to lighten up a little bit and talk about and think about how people learn. And we had a really good discussion about how people learn. You know, sitting and listening for two and a half hours, I couldn't do it. I know I personally couldn't do it. And then we talked about. the way that people learn. Some people learn through hearing. You know, you mentioned that you learn through hearing. Right. Some people are locomotive learners. They learn by doing. Mm-hmm. Some people, to maintain their attention, have to get up and move around. Now, there's not a lot of students like that in the class I'm teaching right now, but I've been in different workshop settings where you can tell people can only sit 
for so long. Mm -hmm. They've got to get up. They've got to move. They have to stand at the back. They have to stretch. Right. So understanding how people are learning and how people are sort of assimilating information to me has been a, a great, a great sort of challenge and insight. And do you think then you're taking kind of what you're learning here with the students and bringing it to your work life also? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And vice versa, too. Mm -hmm. In my role and in my job, I do a lot of work with ideation and strategy develop, development and incorporating a lot of human-centered design principles, which are very much engagement and doing. So I've been able to bring a little bit of that to the classroom and then also look at how people are interacting with information and learning and sort of take some of those insights back to my day-to-day -day job. Yeah, so it's kind of like a give and take for both. Absolutely, and that's the best situation, right? Where yeah. you're learning from and you're sort of feeding and building on one another. And how did you get into PR in general? So it seems like you've done a lot of things growing. I've heard like it's not so much a corporate ladder, but a corporate, you know, Christmas tree, one of those. Like you move <laughs> back and forth and, you know, you kind of, it's not always just a straight up. It's, you know, you have to try new things and it's, it's always little steps that you, that you take. So I, that obviously has been something that you've been doing at Amway. They, mm -hmm. I've always hear people always like, yeah, I just, I just switched roles and I just, just up and did it. So I was really good about that. Um, so what about, um, so how'd you get involved there? How'd you start in PR? Wow, how I started in PR. I was a journalism major, and I was on a track to go into journalism, and that's what I ultimately did right out of school. However, I took one course in public relations. It was the only one taught at Indiana University at the time, and I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I started to realize that the same skills, storytelling, writing, content creation, communication, I could do something a little bit different with. I could do that on behalf of an organization. So I graduated. I was a newspaper reporter for a couple of years. Great experience, but a couple of things happened that made me realize it was not what I wanted to do long term. I didn't really have the heart and the stomach for it. And I realized even though there is sort of the greater good of journalism, in exposing things that need to be exposed, telling stories that needed, need to be told, you're also intruding on people's lives in a really powerful yet very personal way. And it was something that I was not very comfortable with mm -hmm. and didn't want to do anymore. But when I graduated and worked as a newspaper reporter, it was always with that intent. I'm going to get the experience that I need so I can get a job in public relations. And I, I went from being newspaper reporter to joining a small agency in Grand Rapids, small enough that I could do everything, mm -hmm. everything. Um, product publicity, crisis communications, media relations, employee communications, um, newsletters, publications, I mean, everything. It was a tremendous experience. Mm -hmm. And one of my colleagues at the agency went to Amway and he called me and he said there's another opening here I think you'd be great for it and I think you'd really like it and my first thought was I really don't see myself working for a big company mm -hmm. and he said look you know he said you love food and beverage and hospitality PR you would be able to work for the Amway Grand Plaza Hotel why don't you come over talk to some people and check it out and I very begrudgingly did it in fact, I was so obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I did not want to let my employer know that I was interviewing for another job. 
So I refused to make any appointments during the workday. Mm -hmm. I was meeting with people at 6 o'clock at night. And I realize now how ridiculous that is. (laughs) But to make people interview you at 6 o'clock at night is really kind of an insane thing to do. And I got the offer. I found out more about the opportunity. I was going to be doing restaurant and culinary PR. And I thought, you know what? You know, you're going to move around a lot in your career. Mm-hmm. I will go and do this. I'll do it for a couple of years. If I don't like it or I get bored, I'll leave. Well, I never got bored. Mm-hmm. I went from working in culinary and hospitality PR to product publicity, into crisis communications, into overseeing the Amway Tour program. So there were constant challenges and constant ways to grow and hone what I was doing and my skills and experience. And as I mentioned before, Amway is so diverse. You can, in a communications role, work in half a dozen different areas within the same company. So I've moved around mm-hmm. to seek different opportunities that would give me give me some different way to contribute, but also some different way to grow. I read a great quote a few years ago from Tom Ford. And when Tom Ford was an up-and-coming designer, he worked very hard, and he got all the way to the top creative role at Gucci. And then he quit. And people looked at him like he was insane. And he said, I worked so hard, I got all the way up to the top of this ladder, and I realized that ladder was parked against the wrong wall. Mm -hmm. And so he moved his ladder to a different wall. He founded his own firm and, of course, made it right. a huge success. So I'm I'm very conscious of where my ladder is, and I might be going up a ladder. I might be coming down the ladder. I might be turning the ladder on its side mm-hmm. um, as long as I feel that I'm continuing to grow. I kind of feel like if you rest, you rot. Right. Is that something that you bring to your students in terms of I wait – Ways of teaching, I think that every professor, I've been here for four years, and I've been taking a lot of cat classes, and I think every professor who has had the, the life experience shares very different ways of teaching. People who have turned their letter on the sides and picked up and moved shared very different story than someone who you know has been on the same path the whole time, loving it, loving every single moment, or even hating every single moment till the very end. So I, I wonder, do you, do, you, do you notice that you bring that to your students? I think I do a little bit. Um, We were talking in class tonight about PR ethics. You know, so we were talking about ideas like honesty and integrity. And I riffed a little bit on integrity in terms of always behaving and making choices and operating in a way that's congruent with your core values. Because ultimately, your integrity is where you take to every relationship everything that you do and if you lose that you've lost a lot Mm -hmm. so we were talking a little bit about what that means and that and ethics and integrity are not unique to PR Mm -hmm. Um, you should be operating with integrity no matter what you're doing so that's kind of alluding to some probably my next question so think of something else but um, (laughs) do you have any kind of advice for students who are graduating going off into careers you know, maybe scared, maybe excited, probably all of the above, and um, kind of some advice for them when it comes to finding a job and being in in the PR world. My advice would be to be open 
to different possibilities, to different opportunities, to not be afraid to to go after something, um, to don't feel that you have to make excuses for anything. I was talking to a student who was worried about his GPA. He had a rocky semester, and he said, you know, I kind of tanked. And I said, you know what? Why don't you talk about that when you're approaching a company? Because he was talking about not being considered because his GPA might be a little below the threshold for some internship or some job opportunities. I told him that if I were interviewing and someone said, hey, I hit a rough patch here, it was a hard semester for me, I've rebounded, I'm back on track, I would respect that. Mm -hmm. And I would look at that person from the qualities and the growth that came out of that. You know, you may have made a mistake, you may have hit a rough patch, but you, you came back and you overcame that. That means a lot in terms of um, an employee and the way that somebody's going to approach the kind of challenges we all have. And not being afraid, just mm -hmm. kind of being fearless. Uh, not thinking that you do or you don't want to do something, just being open to those experiences and willing to kind of look at everything that's available to you. Yeah, I think that a lot of students, what I've actually heard many people say that, you know, if you have something that happens like a, a bad semester or, you know, just something where if you t had to take time off, something happened, you know, if you if it's something that, that happens like a, a rough patch or a tragedy or something to to kind of discuss it. And mm -hmm. it's it's a lot easier. I guess that also comes with, you know, being having integrity and being open and honest, you know, there's there's no shame and don't, you don't need to be prideful about something like if if you didn't do something so great and you overcame it and you recognized it and you learned from it that's way more telling than the fact that something bad happened anyway mm -hmm. and i um i think a lot about that when it comes to people who are graduating and people who you know and i've speak i've spoken to a lot of um adjunct professors and professors in general in terms of this podcast and just in my life and i think a lot of them did not ever plan on teaching and i think many of them just kind of it came up and it was something where they were approached and someone said, hey, you have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge that students should probably know about. And that's kind of how it started. And I, and I think about that when you say, oh, I didn't think I'd be here. And you know, that's similar, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen in terms of jobs. You don't, don't, don't say no to anything unless you like give it a try. Well, and I, I have kind of a personal philosophy of doing things that scare me a little and some that scare me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not somebody who is content to just do things that I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. So looking at something that I've never done before and how I'm going to have to change my approach or how I'm going to be pushed in a different way is scary and exciting. And coming into this, it was sort of that exciting and scary at the same time, um, sort of emotional mm -hmm. conflict that made it really interesting for me. Well, I hope that, you know, the students on behalf of the major, <laughs> I hope that the <laughs> students are being nice to you and, you know, some people who you know, want to learn. I think that's, as a student myself, there, I mean, there's always classes where people, you just don't, they just, the students batch you get just doesn't want to be there. And you, I mean, you've only been here for a couple of months, so hopefully that's not true. <laughs> but I, someone who's been here for a while, you know, sometimes just students don't want to learn or they're just, that's, the, the worst is when it's about junior year and people realize I don't want to be an APR, but I'm already committed. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the worst for me as a student. But I mean, I also know that professors try really hard to get those students to just find something. So I hope that they're good for you. Well, I got a great compliment last week from a couple of the students. We were talking during the break, and they said, oh, where did you teach before Grand Valley? Because I've been very upfront. I'm new to Grand Valley. 
I've never taught this course before. And I said, well, I haven't taught anywhere. Mm -hmm. And they said, you're kidding. And I said, they said, well, we thought that you taught someplace else and you had just never taught here before. And I said, no. And they're like, well, how did you get to be doing this? And, you know, we talked about sort of transferable skills, you know, workshops, different speaking engagements that I've done and, you know, different situations where you are getting up and talking to people. I was a room mom and a Girl Scout leader. Mm -hmm. Not quite the same thing as teaching (laughs) at a college level, but, you know, sort of used to to, um, working with diverse groups of people, Mm -hmm. you know, and helping them learn or master something. Yeah. Is there anywhere that students, if they have questions for you, can reach out to you at all and, you know, maybe get to know you more than than this podcast can allow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have encouraged every student I've come into contact uh, to connect with me on LinkedIn. First, because that's a great way to learn about somebody's professional background. And you can connect with all the people they're connected with, Mm -hmm. which is very useful for internships. It's very useful, of course, when they're getting near graduation and starting a job hunt. So LinkedIn is great. Um, Beth Dornan. Um, I'm Beth Dornan on Twitter as well. Um, And then, of course, through Grand Valley. Yeah, I can definitely confirm that you answered emails very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a joy communicating with you before this. We've had a rough patch to get here. Our schedules did not like each other for a long time. No, and at at one point, of course, when we were first scheduled, I had no voice. And by the end of the class, the night we were going to talk, I had absolutely no voice. I sounded like um, Howard Wolowitz's mother from Big (laughs) Bang Theory. It was was pretty funny toward the end because the more I tried to be loud, the worse it got. Yeah, that's... I, when you you said a mixture of Gollum and, yeah. and that, I'm the mom and I lost it. I, I was like, you guys, this woman's so crazy. She's so fun. I was like, we should just hang out. Like, so I mentioned that I had a concert and you said, oh, that's yes. so fun. Well, I would have been at the Luminaires if I hadn't had to teach. In fact, my husband wanted to go and I'm like, I have to teach. Well, you should have told Dr. Penny. You should have said, I can't. You must you must come and teach this class for me. I'm very busy instead. <laughs> yes, going to a concert. And I actually had several students not in class that yeah. night because they were at the concert, but never turned down a free concert. Today. No, and I and I figured you were someone who would understand that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us tonight. Um, I'm excited for, I hope that you come around for PRSSA events. I think that you would fit right in with us. Um, and I think that it'll be a blast having you around campus. Yeah, I've enjoyed it and I've enjoyed talking with you tonight. Thanks so much, Beth. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.